everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we're talking scary movies. I appreciate everybody tuning in for another brand new episode. Yes, you're not going insane. This is not a nightmare. Uh, this is real, y'all. We got two new video episodes in one week. And I know, the other episode... Kind of a cheap way for me to take that because I showed you an interview that I did uh, with Michael Tang, editor of the 2021 horror film The Stairs. Uh, but we have another one here because we have some new stuff to talk about. And I promised, I said I wasn't going to do a lot of these regular episodes, uh, normal episodes very regularly during uh, our spooky Halloween season. But with a bunch of new movies going down, getting watched, I thought it was prudent to do a traditional episode and bring you all something fun to uh, come and tune into. Uh, and I know we have a watch party starting here today. Uh, not too, too long. Uh, or, or what am I saying too, too long? Because when you're watching this, obviously, we've been watching a few as it is already. And we seem to forget that, uh, which is definitely going to be an issue when I do a live show one of these days here. But we're already knee deep into our watch party today. Uh, today's theme, we've been doing five movies today. We've been doing really good. I do have to go back and count where we're at. I think we're at 52. It's either 51 or 52 we're at. Our last one last night was a Blood Red Sky, the Netflix vampire uh, vampire flick there. Uh, today, we had a bunch of sequels there. Good or bad for better or worse. Uh, today, we were getting into uh, the original Blair Witch sequel, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, which most of you have never seen in your lives for... Uh, very important reasons that that it's not really that great of a movie. I've seen it myself, uh, but we're going to watch that. We are watching Lost Boys, The Tribe. Uh, as a huge, huge Lost Boys fan, I talked about this the other night. We had to watch Lost Boys instead of Blood Rain. And I mentioned that uh, there was a sequel floating around Hollywood for a while called The Lost Girls. Um, it never got produced there. Uh, pretty much it was a carbon copy of The Lost Boys, but all the roles kind of changed. Sam became Michael uh, in this one and took that kind of role on there and about a group, a gang of uh, girl vampires as opposed to the guy vampires, David returned. But anyway, um, we're going to watch the actual sequel that was eventually produced, Lost Boys, The Tribe, starring Keith or Sutherland. It's either cousin or brother, one or the other. Um, uh, Autumn Reeser and Corey Feldman. So we're going to watch that. Uh, uh, we're watching that as well, too. Starship Troopers 2, Hero of the Federation, which a lot of you might be confused. Why are we watching a Starship Troopers movie in a horror movie show? If you've seen Starship Troopers 2, you know the answer to that. Starship Troopers, uh, the first movie, was this big budget action sci-fi epic. Uh, the continuing sequels, uh, the budget got dropped down more and more and more and more. And the second film, which I initially was not a big fan of, I'm a huge fan of now, uh, they decided to go with a more uh, a more focused, a more intimate horror film instead. Very much a whodunit murder mystery, which sounds crazy as shit to think, uh, to, to call the Starship Troopers movie that, but that's really what it was, is it's a whodunit murder mystery. It's really, really good. Um, you'll like it more if you've seen the show Roughnecks. We're going to talk about that, though. Um, Fright Night Part Two, not the sequel to the Anton Yelchin, Colin uh, Colin Farrell-led remake. I'm talking the original film with William Ragsdale and Roddy McDowell. They did make a sequel to that that came not too long after it that's actually really good. Uh, we're going to talk about that too. And The Descent, part two. 
Yeah, that's what we got coming for y'all tonight. But you got to get subscribed to shit to know when we have all this fun stuff going on. If you're watching me right now, not listening, but watching me, that means you are on our YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Get subscribed to the YouTube page. You'll get to see all the video episodes that we have. All of our audio episodes are uploaded there as well, too. But our audio episodes are also uploaded to Podbean, which makes it a little bit easier to listen to those there. Uh, but our last two episodes have had video, this one and the previous one there. So if you want to see the actual video and you're listening to this right now, get to the YouTube page. But remember, again, audio-only versions are on Podbean. Our video versions go up every Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And y'all, um, I'm going to tell you what here. Uh, I'm going to try... And I can't promise it, but I'm going to try to make sure that every episode for the remainder of the year has video on it, okay? I will probably fail at this task, but that is my pledge to y'all is that uh, every episode for the remainder of the year, no matter how long it is, will have video on it. Um, we're going to do our best with that. We're going to see what happens there just because um, I'm going to get my uh, Scream 2 poster back up right there where it's been missing and, uh, you know, wear a little bit more spooky stuff and everything. I was actually challenged. I was challenged by uh, the director of The Stairs. So uh, when promoting my episode, uh, my recent episode with uh, Michael Tang, uh, the editor of The Stairs, Peter Drago Timon, uh, actually challenged me to bust out the, uh, bust out the suit there um, that Doug was wearing in The Stairs. Because I do own that shirt. As I have said, I said on yesterday's episode, I do own Doug's Hawaiian shirt. I've had that for a while now. It's actually a pretty sick shirt. I've worn it on a cruise before. Um, but he challenged me to totally bust out that as well as the American Eagle Speedo. Uh, so, Drago, I am taking your challenge. And all next month, all next month for the month of October, I will be hosting T Watches a Scary Movie in my... Dirty Doug Hawaiian shirt, uh, white t-shirt, and the American Eagle Speedo. All next month, I am going to host a show in that because, God damn it, I cannot back down from a challenge. So you got it, Drago. You got it. But for doing that, though, I challenge you to give me, uh, give me an exclusive. I want an exclusive on the next project of yours that is coming out, sir. Let's get you on the show. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's see what we can do here with that now. Uh, so, brought up the YouTube page, brought up Podbean. We also got to talk about the Facebook group as well, too. If you go to facebook.com slash groups slash T Scary Movie. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash T Scary Movie. That is where you can come and enjoy uh, some of the written reviews I do. Uh, I haven't done too many uh, this month so, thus far. Been trying, but we just knocked so many movies out, way more than what we were doing last year around this time. It's hard to keep up with it uh, a lot of times there. But um, I've written some good written reviews for a few of the films we've watched so far in this marathon. In addition to that, you can keep track of uh, where we're at. Again, we're at 51 or 52, Blood Red Sky. Uh, was the last one we watched Wednesday night, uh, and I already told you what we have on deck or we're already into today as well. Um, but you keep up with that. Also, I do giveaways sometime as well, too. Uh, in October, going to have a lot of fun prizes to give away to y'all as well, including for our Chucky All-Nighter next Wednesday. Uh, y'all know 
The Chucky TV series is coming up October 12th. It is almost here, y'all. USA and sci-fi. Don Mancini's back behind the lens. He's writing. He's directing. He's producing. We got uh, Brad Dourif and Fiona Dourif back. Jennifer Tilly is back. Christina Elise is back. Alex Vincent is back. And we got a whole new mess of cast and characters to join us here, y'all. Uh, this show looks so fucking good. So, so good here. I'm amped for it. I am amped to catch back up on the Chucky series with y'all next week in our all-nighter on Wednesday the 22nd. You gotta come back in order to join up with that. And uh, the fun of it is, is that we do these on Discord. So, we're using Cosme for the longest time. Cosme, uh, unfortunately, kept on shitting the bed. So, uh, our, my good friend Stasha was nice enough to make us a Discord channel here for the show. We did our watch party in that yesterday. Had a really, really good time with that. Things went really smooth. So, that's going to be what we're trying to keep up with. That's where we're running our uh, sequels for Better or Worse Marathon today on Discord as well, too. So, get over to the Discord. Have some fun with us. Have some great conversation. I had a great time discussing it last night. Uh, and speaking of which, man... Man, 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 man. So, um, yesterday, our marathon was all new shit, okay? I said I wanted to bring y'all uh, a lot of new movies that came out this year that you might not have gotten a chance to watch because the thing is is that we're getting our releases uh, digitally and physically much sooner than we ever have in our lives before. Uh, it's actually crazy because the turnaround time for movies used to be about three, three to four months is typically... Um, typically what you saw, you know, uh, that was the turnaround time for most movie studios with the pandemic though That caused a lot of studios change things around HBO for example Warner Brothers decided that they were gonna take their entire slate of movies for 2021 and premiere one at a time every month basically on HBO Max now earlier on this gave a lot of success to HBO and Warner Brothers uh, films like Mortal Kombat Godzilla vs. Kong uh, These were big big successes for them but as we get to the later part of the year and folks are kind of going back to movie theaters, some of these films haven't done so well, even though they're fucking fantastic, like The Suicide Squad back in August. Uh, James Gunn, so good, so good, so good. Uh, latest in uh, the DC, DCEU, DCU, Snyderverse, whatever you want to call it, basically. Um, but one thing, uh, one release, a couple of releases that uh, HBO Warner Brothers act actually put out this year as well too were very much horror related. We got the third main Conjuring film, The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. Eh, hit or miss on that one there. Uh, but most recently, we got James Wan's most recent horror work. Now, if that name sounds familiar, you should recognize it. James Wan is the guy behind the Saw series, the Insidious series, the Conjuring universe. He's behind all of that the man uh the man's fantastic also did aquaman as well too um he's done a lot of shit uh but now comes his love letter to uh gallo films and uh these old very much psychological horror films of the 80s and the 90s we're talking malignant now we're not doing full reviews of this because i promise y'all we would not really be doing these long ass uh episodes unless they really had you know, interviews, stuff like that in it. But I want to say a few things about these films that we got a chance to watch yesterday. And I think starting with Malignant is the right choice. Uh, matter of fact, we're only really going to talk Malignant and Blood Red Sky because we had a chance to talk to Stairs already. I have an episode dedicated towards my review of that as well. You saw the episode yesterday there, my conversation with Michael Tang, the editor of The Stairs, 
Go check it out. It's on uh, it's on Amazon. It is on Vudu. It's on a number of your uh, streaming platforms right now for you to purchase or rent. Uh, definitely check it out. You know, uh, there's a lot of fun to be had in the film, even though uh, the film itself not exactly. Uh, not exactly the best of the crop that we've had this year so far, but there is some fun in there. And the one thing about that film that really stands out as well, cinematography, uh, the shots of the aforementioned stairs out in the middle of nowhere, absolutely beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. Love the design of the creatures, the grub daddies as well too. But you can check out other episodes to catch that kind of information there. With that, uh, Don't Breathe too. we talked about that one as well. It is not a bad movie. Don't Breathe 2 is not bad. But there are two very big fundamental problems with that film. Number one is that the original Don't Breathe was, in fact, a horror film, whereas Don't Breathe 2 is not a horror film. Nothing scary at all about it. I don't see how you could be scared by that film. It's not a knock against it. Just not that scary of a movie, honestly. It's not meant to be either. It's like this big revenge uh, action thriller uh, starring the blind man coming back for that. And Stephen Lang does a great job uh, with his role in it. It's just not... Uh, it, it's such a big shock and it's such a big change from the original one. It's hard to really get with it. And a lot of you liked it who watched it with us in the watch party last night. But, eh. Um... And the bigger problem is, is that our protagonist is Stephen Lang's The Bad, uh, the Blind Man. Um, it's just too hard. We've seen movies before to where our villain is now suddenly our protagonist, or we're following some kind of anti-hero, or as uh, the filmmakers behind Don't Breathe 2 have called this character an anti-villain, which makes no fucking sense. Um, because here's the problem. Having us root for the blind man implies that we forgot what happened in the original don't breathe i i didn't forget i didn't forget the man murdered multiple people i'm okay with that okay the punisher murders multiple people but you know the difference between the punisher and the blind man the punisher was not trying to use a turkey baster to rape and impregnate a woman that he took hostage for whatever reasons uh the punisher didn't try to do that twice because he didn't do that once he tried that shit twice y'all twice no no, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't stay in the blind man. Fuck that. I don't like people playing on my phone. I ain't doing that shit, okay? Um, and then we also watched Escape Rooms Tournament of Champions, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, uh, which was the alternate cut, which we did not know that before we were watching it. So this was new to guys like me and my good friend Eric Brady as well, too. Eric Brady, goddammit. Uh, if y'all really want to, like, if you're having a bad day, if you're having a bad day and just need a genuine laugh, uh, I'm going to say one of the nicest thing is, things about Mr. Eric Brady is that Mr. Eric Brady can elicit a laugh from you at the most random of times. Y'all, it's been a tough year. 2020, yes, was tougher than this, but 2021 has not been much kinder to us at all. And if you've been in these watch parties with Mr. Eric Brady, that man will make you smile. That man will make you laugh your ass off. Uh, and here I am, humble bragging about my friends. I love you guys who join these watch parties. Natalie, Jen, Evelyn, Stasha, uh, Jermaine, Jeremy, Chris, uh, <laughs> Nia, uh, Helena, uh, Eric Brady. Yeah, I, I love y'all so much uh, for joining these watch parties. Y'all, we have a great time. Please, please.
please come and have more fun. Leah joined us for one as well, too. Yeah. Um, please come and join us for more. They are so much fun, and especially right now, I promise you. Um, it's it's a sick kind of pleasure I've been getting is to show all these horror films to all of you for the last year. Y'all been watching movies and TV shows with me for over a year at this point, which if that's not cool as shit, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> I I lost track. I just want to say thank you. Just want to say thank you. Um, Cause that's been great for my mental health as well too, having you all here to enjoy in this there. Um, guys, I don't do this for the views. I don't do this uh, because I wanna make money doing it. I, I genuinely love horror. I love horror so much. And you know, I, I don't believe there's a hierarchy to the fandom that you have with horror. For those, like those new kids, the kids that are coming into it now, that love the, uh, the the escape rooms of the world out there, that love their PG-13 horror films. For those who only know the, the more famous stuff, you know, your Chuckies and your Jasons and your Freddies and things like that. For those who know all the old school, the Grand Masters, your Cravens, your Romeros, your Argentos, you know, guys like that. Like, horror is all inclusive of so many different backgrounds, of sexes, of races, of creeds, of all that stuff there. And I love that we can all have fun with this. I love the fact that, you know, we watched The Wicker Man, the Nick Cage Wicker Man, just, uh, just a couple of days ago there, and I started a discussion on that. And my good friend Dave Roberts, um, me and him have a very fun conversation about my disenjoyment of the original versus the Nick Cage remake and how much he enjoys the original and hates the remake. And it was still a fun conversation. He didn't rip me apart about it. I didn't rip him apart about it. We can have those different opinions. The fact that y'all know I fucking love me some Jason, <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. If I was to show you the camera angle right there, there's a Jason Takes Manhattan poster literally inches away. Uh, down here at my feet is the Phantasm box set box. Uh, like, I, I love horror. There's the Tales of the Crypt pinball machine behind me. Horror is beautiful and amazing, and I love all you so much um, for joining in on that. Uh, side digress. Malignant and Blood Red Sky. With Malignant, I wanted to like it because uh, to this day, everything else James Wan has put out horror-wise, I've, I've really enjoyed. You know, the 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 Conjuring series has a few more duds in it outside of the main ones. Like I like Conjuring one and two. I like uh, Annabelle Comes Home, and I I kind of like uh, the the second Annabelle film. Um, Origins, maybe I don't know. Everything everybody was calling everything Origins back then. Um, uh, but this, I don't know. This was a little, little off even for me. And I get down with some crazy shit. I really do. Um, but this was a little too much even for me, honestly. Um, I felt that, uh, you know, it was a decision and probably a wise decision the way that James Wan chose to start the film off because the film leave, uh, starts you off very unsettled. We don't get a lot of information on what's going on in this hospital at the beginning of the film. And then it just kind of drops you and it expects you to start filling in a lot of those blanks. Like when our lead character, we meet her in a very unconventional way, um, played by Annabelle Wallace. And I, I, like it was just so unconventional that it, it was just very off-putting. You can't really connect with her. And I feel that was a problem throughout the rest of the film. Also, uh, 
Annabelle Wallace has been in a lot of other shit we've seen. Like, I talked about how she was in the Tom Cruise Mummy film. She was in the uh, in the original Annabelle film and had, like, a bit role in, like, the sequel as well, too. Um, and she's done a lot of other shit out there. So she, she's a good actress. I do like Annabelle Wallace a lot, but... I don't know if I liked her so much in this role. She had a hard time really conveying what I thought was true to her throughout the film. And that's not a knock on her in the least bit. It's just a lot of her fear didn't really seem that authentic to me. And being a big horror fan, that's what I want to see in these roles. It doesn't take much. I just want to see real terror in your eyes. I want those screams to be real screams. Or just don't scream, you know? Like, you can tell, you can just, like gasp and stuff like that as well there's just something off with her and maybe it was the hair because my wife the entire time is like yeah you know the hair is terrible and everything i don't know i don't know honestly um the killer in this uh motivations very 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 clear here no issues with that at all and a very easy easy to work out who the killer was going to be earlier on um slight spoiler there is not a as much as the trailers might make you think that way there is not actually anything supernatural going on here with this. Like, it, it's it's a scientific scare uh, that, you know, not... Like, a lot of it obviously is played played the fuck up for a horror film, but, um, like, this is there's not much in the way of supernatural going on in this film, and that's okay, but the problem is it makes a few of the things that happen in the film not make a lot of sense. Like, how our killer Gabriel is communicating with all the other characters and stuff... Um, like they show a few scenes where Gabriel's talking through like electronics, like speakers and radios and shit like that. And when we find out kind of what's like driving all this, like, yeah, none of that makes any sense right now at all, at all. And um, the kills themselves, they're very personal given Gabriel's motivation. They're very brutal. They're very bloody and, and gory as well, too, which damn it. This might be James Wan's goriest film to date, honest, honestly, which I'm okay with that for sure. Um, as well, there's a lot of fun chase and fight scenes in this too. The problem is that those definitely move towards what James Wan's gotten better at over the last couple of decades, which is action. Uh, James Wan kills it in horror, but I do feel that you can see his film style over the last 20 years evolve more towards action scenes than anything else. And action scenes of Malignant are really good. There's a scene where our killer uh, takes down a bunch of convicts at a police station and then takes down the, all the police at this police station that ends with this funny, funny-ass scene of the killer chucking a fucking chair at our two lead cops in the film, which it's so but You have to see it. Like... You just, like, just throws a chair and he literally chucks a chair across the room at them. It's so fucking great. It's it's just funny because like we see the killer throw like his actual murder weapon at people with force from like being somewhere else and shit like that. Just a chair. Like imagine Freddy Krueger just throwing a chair or Jason throwing a chair at it just doesn't because like with Jason you expect to be like, oh no, it's a chair. And it goes through you. Or Michael Myers like stabs you with a chair and he even breaks like the arm the, the Gabriel breaks the arm of one of the cops using a chair like a minute before that happens just uh, it's so funny it's so fucking funny uh, but the film itself can't help uh, help its ambitions out honestly I feel like 
they were going for, or James Wan was going for a lot with this story and kind of bit off maybe just a little too much because the cast of characters outside of Annabelle Wallace are not that interesting, honestly. And without an interesting cast to rely on, they all just seem like they're just extra. Like there's no point of these other characters being there. And that's a big, big uh, disservice to that cast that's in that film. Um, just ultimately a very forgettable film. This is gonna, uh, and I know this is the divided one because I've seen some of my friends who are huge, huge in the horror say nothing but great things about it. And I get that, I respect it because there are things in this film to definitely like. Again, the kills are good. Um, I, I like Gabriel. Like Gabriel, like being who Gabriel turns out to be, I like that. That's a creepy and a fun story to use in a horror film for sure. Just the execution, weak as shit, unfortunately. Um, and I love James Wan, but this was not his best. This was not his best, unfortunately. Our other film, Blood Red Sky. So this hit Netflix end of July, early August or so. And a lot of people were talking about it. And like I, I stayed away from all spoilers with it. I actually didn't even read any reviews of it there because Netflix has had this initiative of releasing a new film a week for a little while now. Some of those really good, some of them not so good. Should have trust my instincts because Netflix also put out Vampires vs. the Bronx in 2020, which is, given the title alone, should have been a bullshit movie that didn't work out at all. And it's it was so, so good. So a year later, we get Blood Red Sky. And Netflix, I think y'all got something working for you here with vampire films. I think we give Netflix the rights to vampire films for the next five years. Let them produce whatever the fuck they want to. And I mean all existing property. You give them Dracula. You give them Blackula. You give them Son of Dracula. You give them Daughter of Blackula. Vampire in Brooklyn. You give them all the greats, all right? And let's see what the fuck Netflix can do with that. Uh, but in all seriousness, I thought this movie was going to be crap. Uh, watching the first 30, 30 to 40 minutes of it, because it's a two-hour movie. This is not a short movie by any means. And the first 30 to 40 minutes are just a little wacky. It's a foreign film. Um, but it's like it's like one of the old Jackie Chan foreign films where some of your actors are speaking English, some of your actors aren't. And like it just gets annoying in certain parts there. Because you can see the ones who are clearly not speaking at all. Um, but the story tells of this mother who happens to be a vampire who uh, is traveling with her son on a plane to get to the uh, get to the United States, basically, uh, to find a way to combat her vampirism, basically. Vampirism is taken as a disease in this, which I like. I love movies. Uh, I, love, I love vampire media to where they don't make it this supernatural thing, really. It's more so... It's more so a scientific thing. Like, uh, for example, I hate admitting it, but Natalie and Jen know, I actually watched an episode of American Horror Stories recently. Uh, uh, it's hard to say because I hate that show. But I did. It was the episode. I called them vampires, but all these people were given these little black pills. And in my opinion, they, came, no, they became some kind of vampire, basically. They needed blood. They had heightened aggression and all of that there now. Um, really good episode. And that just reminded me, like watching Blood Red Sky, that a lot of people are going this kind of route with it as well, too. Uh, anyway, you can imagine what happens. You don't put a vampire on a fucking plane. It's like putting a vampire on a cruise ship. Like, what? it's going to go badly. It's going to go badly, all right? Uh, and it does go badly. Basically, people start getting infected. People start becoming vampires. It comes almost a bit like snakes on a plane. All the passengers have to team up to help each other out. And, uh, you know, I hate to spoil it, but 
one really good thing and one cool thing about this there is that they didn't try to play up the idea of saving this plane, of saving all these people. Like, there's a part earlier on where you think, okay, like, well, they're going to get control of this and we're eventually going to see the plane resort back to normal. Like, they'll kill all the vampires and somehow they've got rid of the vampire virus off the plane. Everybody's okay. And I'm glad they didn't commit to shit like that and just decided, no, 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 no. Like, because in real life, if this happened, this plane would be fucked. So guess what? In this movie, this plane is fucked as well, too. That's all I'll say, because I don't want to spoil anything else there. But, man, this this ended up being a lot of fun and highly, highly tense to watch this as well, too. Because, you know, the entire time we're waiting for Nadja, the mom, to... um to kind of turn against everybody that's with her there because it shows she still has some of her humanity. She's trying to protect her son. She's trying to do her best to be with her son and not hurt anybody else. And she's fighting these urges. And, of course, these terrorists show up on this plane, and that's when her urges are put to the test. Um, and Nadja ends up being really, really cool. Uh, she works with this doctor for or a scientist named Fareed who's on the plane as well, too, which... Um, a little on the money with what they what the hijackers try to do with him and everything that sucks um but the vampires in this are super super cool like like the design a lot their eyes are cool and creepy as shit as well too uh i really liked the way they went with this and i like the fact that they kind of went with the um I'm trying to think what it was uh kind of like the dracula 2000 mythos of vampires here which means like they can't like, you have to burn them to ash. Like, they have to be completely gone, because if you don't do that, they're going to come back. They will absolutely come back and get you. Love that setup for it. Um, really, really good movie, and you can catch it on Netflix right now. I highly recommend checking out one of the better vampire flicks I've seen in recent years. So, that is going to do it for us tonight, folks, on T-Watch the Scary Movies. Uh, some big news for you that you need to know. Next week next week we are talking the week of the chucky all-nighter that is september 19th through september 25th as it stands right now we are doing one watch party we are not doing more than one next week the reason why my work my work is just going to keep me fucking crazy pretty much all next week except the night of our all-nighter so i might even start playing a few movies earlier throughout the day on wednesday just so y'all i can have something so we can add more to it matter of fact i probably will um, so, uh, we'll see, kind of see where we go with that there, but, um, yeah, that's going to be our only one unless something drastically changes, which it really won't. We might do a midnight one Saturday the 25th, but that's going to be the best of it though, y'all. Um, and we'll get back to it the following week there for sure. But next week, only one watch party Wednesday, the 22nd, we're doing the Chucky all nighter for you. I will also have a new episode where we're going to do a retrospective on the Chucky series as well too so we're going through each and every one of them uh this week Candyman, the new Candyman, it comes out you are watching this hopefully or listening on thursday september 16th Candyman is already coming out to digital platforms tomorrow friday the 17th so as it stands right now we will likely do Candyman twice i will do a midnight madness for it Saturday, the 18th. Saturday, 18th, we'll do Midnight Madness for Candyman. Then, I will show it again next month in October. I will absolutely show that again next month in October for y'all OL. well. Okay? So, um, yeah. That is going to do it for us. Get on back to the Discord. We got the watch party going on for y'all. I appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to like, to comment, to share. 
Tell your friends about this show, folks. Let them know you like some scary movies. You like hearing T talk about them. That's going to do it for us tonight, though, folks. We're on again number 51 or 52 with Blood Red Sky, not counting what we picked up today. If you want to ever join in, get to the Facebook page, see where we're at, get the link for the, dis uh, for the Discord, and join up with us. Folks, my name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.